0: Welcome to A Message of Grace. Remembering times past is a central part of our being. Today's message brings forth times in both the Old and New Testaments when adversity, remembrance, and celebration were intertwined. Here's Pastor Bruce. Today we will be celebrating the Lord's Supper. Now, the official Lutheran stance in regard to the Holy Communion, and one that comes from from Martin Luther in regard to Communion, and this is what we believe, is that the gifts of God are given in, with, and under the forms of bread and wine when they're met by a believing heart. And so that is why we practice an open table here at Grace, because it's between the believer and God. And the gifts of this sacrament are given when they are met by a believing heart. So you are welcome to join us. Our first reading comes from the Old Testament book of Deuteronomy. Now, Deuteronomy is a collection of the addresses that Moses gave to the Israelites during their wilderness wandering years. And this is one of those addresses. The reading you hear today is bookended at the beginning and the end with the same theme. Come before the Lord your God with the first fruits of your labor. Not the leftovers from your paychecks once everything's paid, but come with your first fruits. And that book ends our reading today. And what's in the middle of the reading is a call to remember. Remember Abraham and Sarah. Remember how your people came down to Egypt and were forced into slavery. Remember how you were led out by an outstretched hand from Almighty God. Remember how God provided you. So it's kind of interesting that today we have a reading in the Old Testament that doesn't say, be thankful. It's a call to remember, to remember all that God has done for us, because it, because it is in the remembering that God leads us to be thankful. Let us listen.
1: A reading from Deuteronomy. When you have come into the land that the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance to possess, and you possess it and settle in it, you shall take some of the first fruit of all the fruit of the ground which you harvest from the land that the Lord your God is giving you, And you shall put it in a basket and go to the place that the Lord your God will choose as a dwelling for his name. You shall go to the priest who is in office at that time and say to him, Today I declare to the Lord your God that I have come into the land that the Lord swore to our ancestors to give us. When the priest takes the basket from your hand and sets it down before the altar of the Lord your God, You shall make this response before the Lord your God. A wandering Aramean was my ancestor. He went down into Egypt and lived there as an alien, few in number. And there he became a great nation, mighty and populous. When the Egyptians treated us harshly and affected us by imposing hard labor on us, we cried to the Lord, the God of our ancestors. The Lord heard our voice and saw our affliction, our toil, and our oppression. The Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, with a terrifying display of power and with signs and wonders. He brought us into this place and gave us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. So now I bring you the first fruit of the ground that you, O Lord, have given me you shall set it down before the lord your god bow down before the lord your god then you together with the levites and the aliens who reside among you shall celebrate with all the bounty that the lord your god has given to you and to your house hear what the spirit is saying to the church
0: thanks be to god Our second reading this day is a portion of Paul's letter to the Christians at Philippi. At the outset of our reading today, Paul says, rejoice. And in case we missed it, he says, again, I say to you, rejoice. It's kind of hard to imagine Paul saying that and doing that because because of his faith, he has endured shipwrecks, he's endured beatings, he's endured imprisonment, And even at the churches he started, that wasn't an easy go of it either because sometimes the churches he started rejected him too. But he had an upbeat attitude to pray with thanksgiving. In the reading, you will also hear, don't worry about anything, to have no anxiety. Don't worry. You know, once somebody told me, worrying is like a rocking chair. No matter how long you do it or how hard you do it, you're not going anywhere. Paul calls us not to be anxious, not to be worried, not to worry, but to take everything to God in prayer. And the type of prayer Paul is talking about is not the ritual prayers we might have before a meal, like, come Lord Jesus, or before we go to bed, now I lay me. But the type of prayer that Paul is talking about is a conversation with God coming clean before God. So in our first lesson today, Moses calls us to remember and Paul calls us to pray. Let us listen.
1: A reading from Philippians. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. And God of peace will be with you. Thanks be to God.
0: The Holy Gospel according to the sixth chapter of St. John. Glory to you, O Lord. When the disciples found Jesus on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? And Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For it is on him that God the Father has set his seal. And then they said to Jesus, What must we do to perform the works of God? And Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. So they said to him, What sign are you going to give us then, so we may see it and believe in you? What work are you performing? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, for as it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. And Jesus said to them, very truly I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but it is my father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God that is, is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. And they said to him, sir... Give us this bread always. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to eat me will never be hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. The gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanksgiving Sunday and things we're thankful for. I know Thanksgiving is tomorrow, really, right? But in the church, we celebrate Thanksgiving today. And I'm sure many of you, when you gather for your family meals, some of you will be having those meals today, and some will be having them tomorrow, a time of Thanksgiving. Now, several years back, I did a little bit of a survey of the congregation ahead of the service and did it... uh, uh, in the style of uh, of a TV show, where they say top hundred hundred people surveyed, top six answers on the board, you know, and uh, you're supposed to give you guess in which the top answers are. Now, when I did this survey a few years ago, what do you think the top answer was in terms of the hundred people I surveyed? Top answer, family. Yeah, kids said that, right? Kids said family was the number one answer years ago. And the number two answer, you got it. Did you look at my sheet? (laughs) Now, this number three answer, well, he said family, We said friends. This one might be a little harder for people to get. Number three answer was our country, Canada. You know, living in this this good land and a land of freedom of speech and religion and freedom of the press. Number fourth answer, what might you be thankful for that was the fourth answer our health and the fifth answer the fifth answer was god and or some jesus or the holy spirit and the sixth one was our church our church you know things that people were thankful for the the gospel struck home with me about 27 years ago, my maternal grandmother passed away, and that is the reading that I used at her funeral. You know what I do, and so I was asked by the family if I would preach at both my grandparents' funerals, and uh, at grandma's, this is the text I chose. And so when I read that text, it harkens back to that day and that time. And the reason I chose that text for her funeral is because of bread. Bread. My grandmother made homemade bread. Now, I don't know if they ever bought store-bought bread. Maybe they did. My aunt can answer that question better than I. But I just, they didn't. (laughs) All I remember is homemade bread. And when they sold the farm and moved into Beauserger, then grandpa would help kneading the dough, because he had more strength than grandma. But when they were on the farm, and you'd be out working, and I use that word loosely, because for me as a young boy, it was more about excitement and family and adventure. I'm sure it was a lot of work for my grandparents and parents. But it, for me, it was excitement and adventure and family. And if when you came into the farmyard, if it was a summer day or spring day, and the windows were open, and Grandma was baking bread, the smell of that fresh-baked bread wafted out into—oh man, your mouth would be watering before you enter. Are your mouth watering yet? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. So I used that text at at her funeral because of bread and that picture and image of bread. And, of course, in the passage, Jesus says he is the bread of life. He is the bread of life, offering us family, belonging, sustenance, nourishment. Now, I know when we had my grandma's bread, even though you'd eat your fill of it, and sometimes maybe even you ate more than you should have eaten, the next time mealtime comes around, you're hungry again. But with this Lord of life, we're not hungry again. I know we commune regularly because we need that grace. We need to receive it regularly. But with Jesus in our heart, our lives are full and they have meaning. So we come on this day, we are thankful for, and because we all all come from different places, we're all thankful for different things, but we are thankful. And we're thankful to God. We're thankful to God for God's love and grace that God gives to us through Jesus. In 1617, a Lutheran pastor named Martin Rinkhart was called to serve at a church in Eilenburg, Germany. He went there to serve in 1617, and in 1618, the Thirty Years' War broke out. War is always a tough time, loss of life and destruction— And Eilenburg was a walled city, much like a fortress behind walls. So many people sought refuge in this city. Martin and his wife took many people into their home to help give them shelter and food. And sometimes the food they had was scarce and the portions were meager But because all these people were flooding to this city for protection, it was overpopulated. And the systems got stressed. The fresh water system got stressed. The sewage and garbage disposal systems got stressed. And the plague broke out. During his time as pastor there, it is reported that Martin buried Or had 4,000 funerals. Can you imagine that? 4,000 funerals. There were two other pastors serving in that city. They both died from the plague. Martin had their funerals too. His wife died. Some of his own kids died. He had their funerals too. It's reported that at one day, at the peak of the plague, in one day, he had 70 funerals i cannot imagine that when you're part of a church family you get to know and to love one another and when someone passes we grieve to do that for 70 in one day wow it were they were dark days they were terrible days and In the midst of that, Martin Rinkhart wrote a famous hymn. And I, do you you know what the title of that hymn is? In the midst of all this pestilence and war and death, he writes a hymn. Now thank we all our God, with hearts and hands and voices, what wondrous things he has done, in whom... This world rejoices. We're going to sing that hymn, not at the end of the sermon, but as we leave this place this morning, it's our closing hymn. But on this day of Thanksgiving, with all these thoughts of things we're thankful for rattling around, to hear this story about this person in the midst of the struggles and darkness of life, that even in the midst of that, he proclaimed... Thank you, God. Wow. Amen. May the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.
1: Amen. Thank you for listening to A Message of Grace. If you would like more information on our congregation and how we can be of service to you, please visit our website at www.gracelutheran.ca or check us out on Facebook. Peace be with you.